0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com I'd like now to discuss the dating process. You're about to get get into a shidduch and you want to start dating. And so some people have questions. What should be spoken about in date one? How should date one take place? And date two and date three. So I'll give you a bit of an algorithm or paradigm how the dating process should unfold as it starts. Stage one, the first date. People put so many expectations into their first meeting with someone new. They hope that they'll like the the way the person looks. And they'll feel comfortable right away with that new boy or new girl. You hope that the conversation will be easy. You want to have fun with them. You want to feel a strong connection right away. You'd like to get a sense that you found the one, the one for you, the right one, the soulmate. Some of these expectations are reasonable and some of them are overly ambitious. Because they may not happen, you may not get your answers on date one. You stand a better chance of having a successful first date if you view your first meeting with that stranger simply as an opportunity to break the ice with someone new and nothing more. So don't put extra stress and extra pressure on yourself. How do you measure the success of a first date? If when it's finished, you can agree to go out with the other person again. So if it's neutral or better, you can move forward to the second date. This may sound disappointing to many of you. Many people want the first date to go so well that you feel so excited and you'll be like seeing stars and all that. But the first date is far too early to feel excited about your dating partner or to have any sense of what's going to happen next. A large percentage of successful matches get off to a slow start. There's a lot of reasons why a, a Many matches get off to a slow start. Many people need time to warm up. This I've seen quite often. Some people just don't open up right away. They're not social gadflies and it's not, not, not social butterflies. It takes them time to warm up. They're like snowballs. They have to move slowly and slowly, but eventually they come down the mountain. And their conversation sometimes doesn't flow right away. One of the daters could have had a bad day at work or school, simply not been feeling well. And that's going to affect how they interact on the date. Sometimes the element of surprise plays a factor. You expected the person to look a certain way, and uh, physically they don't look the same as in the picture. So you're taking aback back a little bit. And your expectations have to be adjusted. If you tell yourself that the first date is just an icebreaker, are there any criteria that you could use to decide if I should go out with this boy a second time, with this girl a second time? How do I know if I should say yes or no? You should say yes if the date is simply okay or better, like I said before. If it's simply okay or better, you're not sure, go on a second date, it's fine. You should agree to go out again. That doesn't mean saying yes to every individual. There are many good reasons why a second date would be a bad idea, and I'm going to list some of them. You may want different things out of life. You'd like to become a Torah scholar for 10 and 12 years and sit and call out. She has no intention of having a husband do so. That's a problem. You'd like to have 7 or 8 or 9 children. She's thinking of 1.5 children and a dog. Problem. So you have to have common expectations and common beliefs. You may want different things out of life, so that would be a very strong reason why to not, not go out on a second date. Or you may be feeling uncomfortable with the other person. You may feel that you can never get used to their appearance. Not for me. Or right? see, you see very clearly that that person, that, that he or she, are very far from what you're looking for. You can reach these conclusions even though you thoroughly checked out the other person before agreeing to go out. Now, what are first dates do's, what are first dates do Now, what should I talk about? Here we go. Airplane talk is perfect date conversation. Imagine yourself on a 10-hour flight from New York to Tel Aviv. The person next to you smiles and asks, What book are you reading? You start to talk, to be polite, and just pass the time. You're not going to reveal anything too deep about yourself, but there are things to talk about. And that's how you would want to go ahead and proceed with date number one. On the first date, you can share an entertaining anecdote, talk about an interesting hobby, briefly describe your job, comment on surroundings, play Jewish geography, and not get into anything too deeply. So you want to keep it basically as you know light as possible. Be careful not to talk about deeply personal matters or emotions. Not on the first date. Even if you're, even if you're feeling very comfortable with the person. One person described how they, these premature revelations make her feel. I'm so easy to talk to that men sometimes tell me the deepest, darkest secrets on, their first, on our first date. And I'm not comfortable with that. It makes me very uncomfortable, she says. I wonder what kind of person would bear their soul to someone they don't even know. They just met that person. Next for date number one. Come prepared with some interesting stories or observations that can help a conversation start moving. In these days in Asia, you could talk about the political climate in America, the the rallies that we've had, the protests, what's going on with Corona, whatever it may be. Or a beautiful story that you heard on a WhatsApp chat or a Torah Anytime video, or any other video, or a Neistavar Torah they may have heard at the Shabbos table or in Shul. Be patient on date number one. It may take the person that you're dating, a little time to warm up. Give them time to get comfortable. You can ask that person, the he or she, questions that start with how, when, or why, because most people will answer them with a few sentences instead of simply yes or no. Again, ask questions that start with how, when, how did you get that job, when did you decide to move to this city, and why. Again, don't imagine how you be married to that person. Sometimes we sit there on the first date and we're already making chrisboines or calculations, not me, how long am I gonna go out with them? Can I be married to that person? Whoa, stop. Put the pedal to the rather, put the put the put the brakes on. It's scary to imagine being married to someone you just met who slurps their soup a certain way or acts funny. So try to push these thoughts aside. Instead tell yourself, I'm here to have fun and just enjoy myself. And I'm not here to worry about anything else. So that's very important. Next. As you move on to day two, day three, you want to establish more emotional intimacy. And one of the key areas that people, I try to help them with, when I train people for communication and dating, is to be able to expose their vulnerability. Let the other person into your life. Let them share with you your, your private things in life. Let them know about your dreams, your aspirations, your goals. Some, once in a while, your fears, your challenges. Once they get to feel that they know you and you trust, and you trust them with that, they'll open up as well. And now we have both parties, speaking about their lives together, sharing, interacting, and that's what leads to a fantastic relationship, and that's how we develop emotional intimacy. If we don't develop emotional intimacy, we're never going to get to the, to the point of proposing for engagement. So that's important. You've got to be able to open up and share about your life to that person. And if you're, you've are you done all that, and you've dated successfully, you get to the last stage, which is making the leap of faith. And, ha- and, I'll, and I'll take you there. So uh, we'll start that very soon, but these are the basic crux of the stages of dating, and if you follow that and you ask good pointed questions, you'll be fine. If you need help with asking questions, reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to share with you many questions that I've taught people to ask. I even have a PDF on it. Again, if you need that PDF, WhatsApp me at 305-206-1916, and it's a nice list of questions you can ask. Not everyone is meant, obviously, to be asked at the early part, but I'll have to teach you as to when to ask certain questions at what level or what stage of the dating process.